All right. Thank you, Kelly Robinson, very, very much. Good morning, everybody, and a little better broadcast quality this week. Appreciate your tuning in. Glad to have you uh, with us this morning. Jim Bardo is running the boards for me and answering the phones this morning. I don't get to work with Jim very much. It's a shame you don't get to listen to him instead of this old goat on the air. Jim has a better voice than almost anybody on the air. And uh, so, but you get to talk to him if you call him a program right now, as Elmer and La Mesa has done, and uh, we hope you will as well. Have four lines available to you. Let me give you the phone number. It's 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. I'll be here for almost an hour to answer your garden questions. I'm not leaving early. They just uh, have some things that go on just before the 12 o'clock hour. So call right now. Don't call right at the end of the program call right now while we have lines open for you and uh, let's talk about plants and let's talk about the plants at your place it's a, a great time to talk gardening things are beginning to green up i have driven to my uh, my office and i have looked at a lot of the plants i put a big post up on my facebook page last night about live oaks and about schumard red oaks and their erratic leafing and crepe myrtles and vitex, four that I have just been inundated with questions. Let me look at that uh, post on Facebook and see what the total number of views has been. It's uh, It's been pretty remarkable because people are concerned about their live oaks. Live oaks uh, were hurt by the, uh, by the, the extreme cold, and uh, they are leafing out at a really irregular uh, uh, rate. Some are completely bright green and doing beautifully, and some are still holding the brown leaves that they had right after the freeze, and some uh, have uh, lost all their leaves and are just sitting there saying, hmm, not sure I want to go through with this. And uh, somebody posted a photo a few uh, days ago, and I just reposted that photo, gave her credit, and, and not full name. I don't like to do that to people, but in that photo you can see a bright green live oak, a brown live oak, and a really brown live oak. And I spent a lot of time on the phone earlier this week talking to arborists and foresters, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the most renowned in the, uh, in the state, and uh, to a person they said, wait, don't do anything to these trees. They're going to leaf out. Almost all of them will. And, and driving in uh, 30 minutes ago uh, in our crepe myrtle trails of McKinney where we have planted about uh, eight or 10,000 crepe myrtles in the medians of McKinney, uh, I drove past probably half of those, probably four or five thousand, and all but about, uh, oh, probably 25 plants have now leafed out. And, and five days ago, last time I was on that particular route, uh, there were probably a third that had not. So that's why you wait. That's why you wait. Uh, this uh, post has had 133,000 people look at it. Uh, 16,000 enga- or 15,000 engagements, 610 comments. I'm making my way through the comments, but I only got about halfway through in an hour this morning looking at them. So, uh, anyway, that's why we wait. If you have plants like that, you wait. Uh, it's now moved to the trees because trees move in slower motion than our shrubs do. We knew pretty quickly on uh, on shrubs, but let's talk about plants and and we can look forward into the uh, into the growing season now into the plants that are ahead of us, uh, things that we need to be planting, uh, lawns, uh, gardens, flowers, summer color, things of that sort. I'll be glad to help you any way that I can. All right, and some exciting things to talk about as well, so let's uh, get the program underway. I'll take my first break. I'll tell you a couple of special things, and then we'll go to the phones, Elmer, and uh, then on from Lamisa to Brian, uh, to Bud in Brian, 
and uh, to your call as well. Again, give me a call. It's 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour live right here in the middle of, uh, it's not the middle yet, is it, of uh, April. And uh, give me a call, please. 888-TOLL-FREE. Any of the 33 stations that carry me, anywhere you can hear me, you can call right now. 888-256-1080. I have a very special and very limited time offer on the fifth printing of Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, my book. This may be the only gardening reference you'll need. covers all aspects of gardening for all counties in Texas. Somebody posted on my Facebook page saying, I have the second edition of your uh, previous book, uh, Complete Guide. Is this uh, different enough that I should buy this one? And I said, there is absolutely no similarity. First of all, it's a quarter century newer. I didn't even look at the old book when I, I, I think two or three times, I looked at the old book in the year that I was writing this one. It's a totally different layout. And uh, I hired a different editor. Uh, This time I self-published so that I could make the decisions myself. This one has 840 of my photographs. It has 344 pages on a very high-quality paper. It's a hardback. Uh, I hired uh, uh, Carolyn Skye as the editor and Cindy Smith as the graphic designer, each the best I've ever worked with in my career. And we put out a book, the three of us, that is completely different. More than 25 multi-page charts that were not in any of the other books I've ever written. Chapter 2 has never been in any book I've written. It's a 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. And this book is written for every county in Texas. And uh, this book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. The only way you can get it is from, from my office, either by calling the office Monday through Friday, I'll give you the number in a moment, or by going to my website. Now, here is the best deal of all. Because of a paper shortage, the printing of the, the fifth printing of the book is delayed by a couple of weeks. It's about halfway through that printing right now. Then it has to go to the bindery. That will go fairly quickly. But uh, we're two or three weeks away from being able to ship the book to you. I guarantee your satisfaction with this book or I will refund every penny. If you don't think it is totally different and you're not satisfied with it, I'll refund every penny. 60,000 copies sold so far, not one request for a refund. Now, here are the two ways you can order this book, and it's a $5 savings. If you order it now, you're going to have to wait a couple weeks to get it, but you save $5. will be $36.95 plus tax and postage. You pay only $31.95 plus tax and postage if you order right away. Order now. That's at 1-800-752-GROW. Now, that's Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. 800-752-4769. The way you can order it right now is on the website, neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Remember, it's not in stores, not on Amazon. Order it now at neilsperry.com. 
Why pay every month for a temporary storage facility when you can own a genuine Mueller building? Mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble and they're affordable. They offer a permanent storage solution right there in your own backyard. With a variety of sizes available and more than 30 colors from which to choose, their backyard building kits complement any home or landscape. And if your equipment requires even more storage space, Mueller's standard series buildings are ready to go to work for you. They're fabulous. From workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. You can also visit them online at MuellerInc.com to get a free customized building estimate. And while you're there, click on their color selector tool to make choosing the perfect combination of colors an easy decision. To find out more about Mueller Steel Buildings and Metal Roofing, call 877-2-MUELLER. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R. 877-268-3553. Or visit them online at MuellerInc.com. MuellerInc.com for permanent storage. It's Mueller. Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly. I would advise you to grab that last line that's available right now because by the end of the program, we won't have time to get you on the air. I guess that stands to reason. It's 888-256-1080, just as Kelly Robinson said. Elmer is in La Mesa. Elmer, thanks for calling early this morning. How can I help you? Yeah, Neil, I've got some Indian hawthorns that the freeze got. We had, I think, minus two degrees here in La Mesa, and they look completely dead. Uh, is there a chance they're going to come back? There is one in 10 billion. <laughs> I I don't want to be pessimistic, so I always give you a chance. <laughs> okay. Not not much. Uh, they were, you know, the odd thing, this is the strangest freeze, well, everybody will tell you that, strangest freeze I've ever encountered, uh, Elmer, because Indian Hawthorns were killed in Houston. I mean, all the way to the coast. And who would have ever thought that? And um, and I was just looking at, at the crepe myrtles, like I mentioned. Uh, I've been very actively involved in our hometown of, of McKinney, northeast of Dallas, and we've, we've uh, established all of the known varieties of crepe myrtles in the crepe myrtle trails of McKinney, and there are five varieties that have frozen every time it gets cold. They didn't freeze this year. It's the strangest thing. Natchez and Tuscarora and Sioux and Muscogee and Country Red are those five, and all five are leafing out this year. Uh, some of the ones that are not leafing out yet, I think they will, are ones that have never had a freezing problem. And and so I can't figure this freeze out, uh, the, the way the oaks are behaving. Uh, the arborists and the foresters I talked to said, we've never seen anything like this. And so, but the Indian hawthorns, uh, froze all across Texas. And there are people now posting some photos on my Facebook page that have found a little bitty bud of living tissue down at the ground. They said, look, it's alive. But the problem with that is, yeah, at what level is it alive? Are you willing to wait three or four years for it to regrow to where it was before? And then you still have an Indian hawthorn. So uh, my merciful answer to you is I would replace them. Uh, the next problem is going to be in finding replacements because everybody is selling out of nursery stock right now. The, the demand for dwarf plants the size of Indian hawthorns is just, it's its just really been tough on the nurserymen to get stock in. So 
That was my five-minute answer to a 30-second question. <laughs> that don't sound good. No. Okay. And, and, you know, I'd encourage you not to rush. If, if you can't find the plants that you want, uh, normally what I would recommend is Carissa holly or dwarf Burford holly or dwarf Chinese holly. Those all three have the same growth habit. Dwarf Burford tends to be a little bit taller, but they all pretty much take the place of Indian hawthorns. And, and from a distance kind of give the same look, except they don't bloom. They do have, a couple of them have berries, uh, especially Dwarf Burford. But, um, but if you can't find them, then just wait it out until fall. They'll be available again and, and, and put annual flowers in or, or just leave bark mulch on the bed and clean it up and make it look nice. Uh, because everybody understands this year. You know, we've all been through the same thing. Okay. One more question. Are they sure. deep-rooted? Oh, I don't think you'll have any trouble getting them out. They they have a pretty – they're not deeply rooted, but they're substantially rooted. They'll have a lot of roots. Okay. What I've encouraged people to do if you have access to a driveway or to the road fairly close is put a chain around them and, and soak the bed thoroughly, and you can probably pull them out pretty easily. Just that's, make sure you don't have – what I had in mind to do. Yeah, make sure you don't have pipes intertwined with them or worse yet, uh, some kind of cable or copper right. – copper piping but yeah okay well, i'm glad you called have a good day thank you thank sir you, Neil. let's go to my hometown originally well actually next door to it i grew up in college station let's go to bud in Bryan. Bud, this is neil good good morning good morning neil yes sir i have a elm tree that uh has me worried it hasn't done anything since the freeze what kind of elm do you have do you know oh there the leaves are you know, the jagged, of course, uh, about the size of the end of your thumb, last joint. No, I'm looking at my thumb. I had to had to get a picture of that. All you right. Know, inch and a half long at the, at the longest. Wow, you think I got a long thumb. Wow, goodness well, gracious. The last joint. Okay. You probably think I can palm a basketball. Uh, does it have a fuzzy top surface to the leaf? Like a cat's I tongue. Don't think so. It didn't appear. Uh, it's they're way up there. I can't reach them. <laughs> well, they fall in the fall, and you can feel it then. Um, yeah. Did you plant this, or is it a native elm? No, it's. It, I think it's native. Uh, I lost some thirty-year-old uh, uh, variegated fitosporums that were huge. You know, four-inch trunks, and I'm in the process of <laughs> putting them at the curb. But uh, this elm tree uh, hasn't shown any tendency to leaf out yet most of the trees in the neighborhood are right uh how did it look in september in other words going into the winter time was it healthy and vigorous it was vigorous tree yeah it has been all right I've then i would do the i've been in I this house 10 years yeah, I will do the same thing that I would do with the, the recommendation I had for the oaks and, and crepe myrtles, and that is just sit tight. Um, the arborists are adamant about that, and the foresters. I talked to two uh, arborists of the year for the state of Texas, uh, day before yesterday. Um, and these are the singular, the top award given to a, a tree expert in this state. And I talked to two foresters with the Texas Forest Service, and all four of these men said, 
sit tight. It's way too early to know for sure on, okay. on trees. They were talking about oaks, but, but it also applies to elms. It is unusual it would be that late in Brazos County because you're so much farther south. But there's, there's no insect or disease that's going to come in and, and uh, bother an elm over the winter. Uh, I don't see them as being, especially if it's a native elm, I don't see it as being susceptible to freeze damage. I grew oh, up in Bryan College Station. I know in, in 1948, I believe it was, it went colder than this uh, year, and, uh, oh. and and those elms were there then. Not not that tree, but uh, that species. So I, I just wait. If it's dead, it's dead. We can't do anything about it, so we just have to wait yeah, and see. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, well, I recall you living here and uh, went to high school with my sister. You did. So, How about uh, that? At, I, at Consolidated? In huh? consol- at Consolidated? That's right. Well, that's cool. What, what, well, I don't want to get into too much stuff here in public listening, but uh, what was mind. your sister's name? Or is? Ann Rudder. Oh, oh yeah, kind of. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Dear friend, that's great. Well, I, I enjoyed your program for 30 years in Dallas, and I've enjoyed it uh, for almost 20 years here in Bryan now. Thank and, you. Uh, you. Keep up the good work. Thank you very, very much. So uh, uh, if I tell, – tell people about your dad, would you? Uh, dad was uh, the head of A&M from when we moved here in 58 until he passed away in 70 and uh, had a, a very successful time at A&M. All right. And go back one more step, if you will, please. I've got a chill ready to go down my spine. Tell just a little bit about his military. Well, uh, Dad led the Rangers up the cliffs in Normandy on D-Day. Thank you. That chill is right there. It's just right there. And i got to tell you a story. I was on student council. I was president of student council when I was in high school, and we right. were raising funds, and it was a different era then. I knew I knew where people lived and I went out to raise funds. I was seeking $5 donations for our student directory. (laughs) And I walked right up to the door to your dad and knocked on the door and your dad answered. And I introduced myself and I said, I'm looking for a $5 donation. And he was so kind and he was, he just opened that door and gave me the $5 donation. And I've told that story so many times. Thank you for being open. And and I'm sorry I pried into the, (laughs) No, nah, I'm not. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm proud of my heritage. Yeah. Well, you should be. You really should be. Thank you, bud, very, very much. Good luck with that elm tree. Keep up the good work. I'll try my best. Thank you, this, sir. Take this care. This man would want me to tell you hello and howdy. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. That's just so special. Well, you take care, and, and your mom was one of my mom's good friends, too. So it's a, it that. was a small town back then. It was, it was Everybody <laughs> knew everybody. That was wonderful. That kept yeah. us out of trouble a little bit. Probably <laughs> a little. <laughs> yeah, a little. Take care, bud. Talk take to you care, soon. Folks, there are calls that come into my programs that I never forget, and you just heard one. That was good. Thank you. All right, we'll come to Ben and Dumas coming up in just a moment. I need to get a break in. We have a couple open lines. Call right now, if you will, please, 888-256-1080, 888-256-1080. I was at a nursing home, before I go to that, I was at a nursing home 
uh, here in McKinney, we took flowers every Monday uh, from a flower shop. They were the leftover flowers, and we took uh, flowers in. And there was an older gentleman there in a wheelchair. Uh, we took our grandson. He was uh, probably second grade, I guess, about that time. And uh, he helped me uh, carry the flowers in to generally the older ladies. And initially he was very timid about it, but he, he really enjoyed it after two or three weeks. Well, this gentleman was in his, uh, in his wheelchair, and he was g- grasping some of the flowers and waiting at the front door. It was obvious he was waiting for somebody. And I, I noted his hat that said World War II veteran. And uh, I introduced myself, and I said, I am so proud to meet a World War II veteran. He said, and I, I reported this on Facebook, he said, my name is Spencer. And I said, Spencer, would you, would you tell my grandson something about World War II because he won't always hear about it, and he certainly won't hear about it from a veteran. And uh, he had told me just a little bit. I said, may I videotape it? Would that be all right? And he said, I'd be proud. And I have an eight-minute video of Spencer talking about Normandy and Rudder's Rangers and the battleship Texas firing over his head. He said, I thought it was a freight train coming over my head. And talking about the boys going up the cliffs and how it was and... It was such a spectacular video recording. I gave it to his widow after Spencer died. And so uh, the Rudder family goes back in my memory a long, long ways. I want to tell you something right now. Uh, It's a special opportunity I have to give you a message from the Mueller people. And uh, they're doing it again for the 13th year. They are giving away a free building to one nonprofit organization right here in the Lone Star State. This isn't just a building. It's a 4,000-square-foot facility to be built by the helping hands of Mueller, dedicated to serve a Texas-sized community. Here's how you enter. Go to MuellerInc.com. Now, I'm going to spell it for you because it's, uh, it's, it, it has some tricky wording, a lettering. It's M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. And then click on Helping Hand. Now, that's where you can complete a questionnaire about why your organization deserves this blessing. Applications will be accepted until May 18. For more information on Mueller Steel Buildings and Roofing, visit MuellerInc.com or call them at 877-268-3553. I'm proud to donate this ad to Mueller because I am proud to be associated with a company that does something that's wonderful. Now remember, the questionnaire has to be completed before May 18th. You can go to MuellerInc.com and click on Helping Hand or call 877-268-3553, MuellerInc.com. I'll be back with more after these messages. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much. I'm going to move quickly. I apologize for taking a while on that call, but, oh, man, you're going to have to forgive me on that one. Let me go to Ben in Dumas. Ben, this is Neil. Good morning. Well, good morning. This must be Aggie Day, because all I can say about what I just heard is Gigam and God bless. Isn't that the truth? Thank you, sir. How can I help you? Well, um, I can hardly get my thoughts together after I was at Point Hawk 
75th anniversary. I took pictures right up on top of Point de Hawk. And uh, when I heard about, you know, his son, oh, man, I'm, I'm almost emotional. But anyway, I've got some red yucca up here in the panhandle. I uh, mm-hmm. had it in a fairly large rock garden, and uh, it's just taken over. And I, I'm just wondering how to thin it out. Oh man! Give it to give it to almost flipping. any of my other listeners, man. <laughs> Do what? Give it to almost any of my other listeners. They'll thin it out in a hurry. <laughs> That's well, you're you're doing great, and and most people do well with it. But it doesn't doesn't grow like that for most people. It, it's a very slow growing plant. Isn't that a pretty thing? Well, the hummingbirds is the only reason I've got it. And yes. uh, when it's in full bloom, the hummingbirds are all over it up here in the Panhandle. Yes. And uh, but it's just it's just too large now. What do you suggest? Well, you're going to have to do it manually. There's no way to uh, selectively kill it because it intertwines with itself, and manually is going to be very very challenging. Uh, probably what you'll have to do. How how big is the area where it's growing? Um, it's a fairly large area. It's uh, it's probably fifteen feet by forty feet. And oh boy, three different three different spots. It's a rock garden. It's covered with river rock. And um, anyway, it's just gotten too big. And uh, it's you know it'll catch leaves and stuff inside it, and it's so hard to get it out. And I I sure and, understand that. It's it's beautiful, but it it it's just like fingers wrapping together. Um, I would. I would probably imagine, I'm flying by the seat of my pants on this answer, but I can imagine you'd need to rent a, a small front-end loader or hire somebody who can operate one and lift it up that way when it, you know, after you've had a rain or after you irrigate it heavily. I know you guys are not uh, exactly um, abundant with rainfalls, but not at, at some all. point when the, yeah, when the, when the soil is moist, I get in there, it, it wouldn't have to be moist. Front-end loader's got a lot of, and I'm talking about a, a, you know, a bucket. Not doesn't have to be a big one. A small one would be better. And just lift it up. And I would think that you get to town and 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 start letting the word out that you have some to give away. It's a prize. It is a a genuine prize. A wonderful plant. I am not much into recommending standard yuccas. This is not a true yucca. It's Hesperallo. Um, I'm not much into recommending yuccas and agaves in landscapes because they are so dangerous. They're so pointed. This one gives that look, and it and the points point downward, and they don't hurt people. And plus, it's so adapted. It didn't freeze this year like yuccas and agaves did. So I bet you could find people that would uh, would be happy to have it, and and uh, you know you might be able so to monitor. It. I've got a lot of equipment, Neil. I've got a ranch in the eastern Panhandle, and I've got a good got a small 25-4 square John Deere up in the canyon where I live, and, and it's got a front-end loader. I could That's what you need to use. It, pick it up. You're going to have but to do that because the roots are deep. You're suggesting chain around it? No, right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm oh. suggesting going under it and lifting it up. Oh, 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 I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Yeah, because I want you to have something left when you're through that you can replant or give to somebody. This is not a this is not a mesquite tree you're trying to pull out. It's it's something you're trying to. It's it's more like if you think of it more as a, a huge planting of iris that that you want to divide. At least that's the way I envisioned it when you asked. No, it is. I don't want to get rid of it. I yeah. Just want to- 
I think I well, and the only way to do that is to dig it and and divide it, and and it's going to be a hard thing to divide because they are intertwined. But you're going to have to do that manually with the with the the bucket under it. And I I have never done what I'm describing to you. That's why I said seat of the pants. But you're going to have to do that. And I would think that you could find landscape contractors that could use that, and would be happy to have it. That's the best I have. All right, I got you. All right. These are these are fun questions. I actually have another question for you, but I've dominated too long here, and uh, we'll make it quick, and I'll try to give you a quick answer. Well, we've had we just had heavy rain, Neil. We I know. Had I had less than seven inches of rain in Canyon uh, all last year. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm aware. Water source is the Ogallala, Ogallala Aquifer, and it's got loaded with uh, dissolved minerals in it. And our pH in our soil has gotten so high, and I've got some beautiful Schumard oaks, and it's starting to affect them uh, because the pH is so high. And uh, we just, you know, anything solves that is good rainwater, and we are not getting that. I'm wondering if you've heard of humic acid, how to use it to, to reduce the pH of the soil around these big trees. Uh, so I don't. I don't think you'll be able to to do it in that way. I just don't think that's going to work. I think one of the uh, um, talk to talk to your county extension office and have them work through, or, or just go directly to the soil testing lab at Texas A and M and ask their advice. But I would think you'd want one of the uh, uh, soil acidifiers that is sulfuric acid. I think you need something pretty strong, or uh, I don't. I, I think you need to have a soil test run to see what is in there and make sure it's not sodium. Um, I, I'm I'm out of my element on that one, but I would I would work through the Texas A&M soil testing lab and let them guide you on it. Well, it's like I tell a guy the other day. He said, "How's your life going?" I said, "There isn't anything that a two inch rain wouldn't cure in my life right." Yeah, now. boy, I, I understand. I, I know there's a big part of Texas that's that way. Well, listen, I got to run, but but good luck with hey. it, and I hope that helped. Yeah, I enjoyed the call very much. Thank you. All right, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is my latest book. I'm going to cut right to the chase. I got to do this quickly because I'm behind now. Uh, you can get it at a five dollar savings while it is in on the presses right now. It will be thirty six ninety five. You can get it for thirty one ninety five if you order before I take delivery. That'll be in about three weeks. That's a pretty good savings for a three-week tie-up of your cash. And uh, here is the way it works. You order it. It's not going to be in stores. It's not going to be on Amazon. It's the fifth printing. If you have one of the other four printings, you don't need to order this one. It's not a different edition. Uh, I guarantee your satisfaction. It covers all aspects of outdoor gardening, trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, lawns, annuals, perennials, uh, fruit and vegetables. It has a 48-page calendar of words telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. Will be $36.95, but for that limited time, it's only $31.95 if you order it now. The way to do it is at neilsperry.com. Satisfaction completely guaranteed or full refund and uh, 60,000 copies sold. No request for a refund yet on the other four printings. Uh, it's at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E. 
E-R-R-Y.com. If you just don't order things online, you can call my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. But the better way is at neilsperry.com. More after these messages. Thank you, Kelly. Gloria is in Corpus Christi, and we're going to her now. Gloria, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thank you for taking my call. Um, sure. I was calling because I got some of those planting bags that are made out of canvas, um, and I'm growing a variety of potatoes and um, some tomatoes. These are two separate bags, but... Um, I don't know what I'm doing, basically. Uh, it didn't come with instructions. I'm sorry about that. No. Um, the, uh, the potatoes are growing crazy. Um, the, the tops are really high, and I'm just trying to figure out when is it time to harvest. I can't see you harvest potatoes today. as new potatoes when they start blooming, uh, when, the, when the flowers have been on the plants for a few days or a week. Um, okay. and then, uh, the baking size potatoes when the, when they have finished blooming, uh, I have okay. no idea about the bags. If you'll forgive a very rude comment, that's a gimmick and they're Is so it? much better. <laughs> yeah. They're so much better if you just plant them into really well-prepared garden soil. Potatoes okay. are grown in so many different ways and, and the best way is just to put them into a really normal, a really well-prepared garden. But okay. anyway, that, that was, I apologize for being rude. No problem. <laughs> and, and what about tomatoes? So those are going to grow. The plants are about a foot high, right. um, and they're you know nothing's happening yet. So do I still need to string them up on like uh, some type of? Yeah, they need some kind of support. Uh, what variety do you know? It's aroma. Okay, good. That's good. There, now we got a winner on that one. Uh, you want small to mid-sized tomatoes for, for Texas and especially as far south as you are because the, the warm conditions keep the big ones from setting fruit. Um, yes, you want to have them in, in a cage or you want to have them on a, a post or, uh, or a stake, in other words, or you, you want to do something to support them, keep them up off the ground. I have okay. no idea how you're going to do that with a plant in a bag. I hope they have enough soil in that bag. Yeah, it's support. about a foot. Well, if if I were growing aroma tomato in a in a mm-hmm. pot, if somebody said what size pot do I need to get for aroma tomato, I would say a ten gallon container, okay. and that's 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 a lot bigger than what you just described. Yeah, this is more of a five. <laughs> uh, at the most, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it's that big. Uh, a basketball would be about a gallon and a half, and so. Uh, you're going to have to water and and fertilize pretty often, and I, I'm I, I wish you well. Be be hopeful that you'll get some tomatoes, but but next year try them in the ground, in full sun, and and start them in Corpus Christi. Start them in late February, and and uh, in in just normal garden conditions, your potatoes you'd start. Uh, late January, probably first of February in Corpus, and then you okay. you hope that you don't have the February event that we had this year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I got to run, but I hope that helps. Okay. Good luck with it. Right. Thank and you. your book is your. I, I ordered your book, so I'm excited to get that. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I'm excited <laughs> to get it to you. That's great. Take care. All right. Let me tell you about my electronic newsletter. I'm going to do it in uh, in 20 seconds. It's Neil Spray's E Gardens. It's free. It comes from me to you directly from my computer to your email. You can sign up for it where you buy my book, and that is at my website at neilsperry.com. You can see the latest issue there.
there. Go to neilsperry.com and click on the eGardens tab. I will never spam you. I don't give or sell your email address to anybody. And uh, it is, uh, it is a, a, I think, a, a very useful electronic newsletter. Take a look at it. Neil Sperry's eGardens. We have about 73,000 subscribers. I've been doing it for uh, 17 years now. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. Homegrown goodness. That's what Mueller is all about. They've been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for more than 90 years. And now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. They're easy to assemble bolt together greenhouses come in five sizes from six by nine to 12 by 21 and they feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors to choose from with hail resistant polycarbonate panels lockable walk doors and windows a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce get a great greenhouse from a Texas grown company visit them online at MuellerInc.com M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com or or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. MuellerInc.com, Mueller Greenhouses. More after this message. Thank you, Kelly. Let's go right back to the phones. We go to Joan in Amarillo. Joan, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? I do. Great. I'm on, I'm on my uh, car phone thing. Okay. Um, I'm in Amarillo, and uh, this year I had some low-growing hollies. The best I could tell, they were like maybe a Carissa holly, mm-hmm. and they were only about two feet tall. Uh, they were, oh, probably close to 15 years old, but I think this freeze just did them in. And I want to, um, should I go back with that same shrub, or should? do you have another recommendation uh, they were a small hedge under a window. You know what, Joan? I I have about 35 kinds of hollies in my landscape, and Carissa is one of my go-to hollies. It's one of the best. But I saw more damage to it. Now, mine are all coming back, but I'm also about 15 degrees warmer than you are traditionally, or 10 degrees during this cold spell. And I... I, I might be tempted to suggest dwarf Chinese holly to you. It's a little more prickly, but it is that that little bit of difference in winter hardiness. I've seen Carissa be hurt by the cold uh, in in North Texas a little bit more, just a tiny bit more than uh, than dwarf Chinese and dwarf Burford and dwarf Yopan, especially uh, uh, dwarf Chinese and dwarf Burford. So I would probably go with one of those two either Dwarf Chinese or Dwarf Burford. I think they'll serve you better. Uh, uh, Carissa scares me just a little bit as far north as you are. Okay. There's a nice planting there. I didn't landscape it, but whoever did was did a really nice job. And there's also some little Yopon hollies and some Washington hawthorns. I've trimmed them up, and I'm hoping they'll come back. There's still some green at the bottoms of them. Right. I'm hoping they'll they'll make it, but those carissas were dead as thorny. Yeah, I think I'd make the yeah. switch as I suggested. I think that's going to be your best bet. Okay. All right. And, and they don't have to have a lot of uh, trimming. No, I I have uh, I have carissa on one side of my walk and dwarf Chinese on the other, and I I don't think we've pruned them more than a couple times in forty years. 
So that sounds terrific. Yeah, Thank I you better so I better run. I'm I'm behind on time, but I I better run. I hope that helps. I appreciate your call so much. Good to hear from Amarillo. It gets really cold. It was 20, uh, 31 in Perryton when I went to bed at midnight last night, and that's north of Amarillo, 36 in Amarillo. So they have a, a really cold climate there. I'm not going to try to get Cecil on the air because I have only uh, 50 seconds left, and I have two calls left. Uh, but he's asking about a pomegranate that's not leafing out, and pomegranates were killed by this freeze. I, it may be that it'll come back from the roots. I have seen that happen. And so if rather than just taking the plant out, I would probably cut it back to maybe uh, uh, 12 inches and leave the, the, the stump as a marker to see if any sprouts come up. If they do, they'll be the same as the mother plant was because they're rooted from cuttings. But I bet you it's going to have to be replaced. And Woodrow in Austin County is asking about uh, palms. And uh, uh, the palm experts in Texas are telling us don't make any decisions until mid-May to the 1st of June. Palms don't grow until it gets really warm. And so we're too early, too soon to tell. Folks, I have enjoyed this. Jim Barto, you did a great job. And uh, I've enjoyed this very, very much. So I hope you have a wonderful week. And uh, thank you for listening. Until next week, happy gardening.